Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Coached by Claire podcast. Each episode I'm going to be talking about the common barriers that people face when it comes to embarking on a fat loss or weight loss journey and offer helpful solutions so that you might find the pursuit of a healthier you more enjoyable. Hi guys, welcome to episode two. Thank you so much for coming. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the five kind of first main things that I do with my clients when they come on board with me and how we implement those things and why they're important. And these are the things that initially kind of get the ball rolling and all of these things are subject to change. So they're things that we'll monitor over the course of the coaching and we can tweak and change if we need to. Nothing is ever set in stone um, and we will always be flexible. I will always be flexible in my approach with my clients. Something that is really important to me, and I, I think maybe I'll say this now to kind of caveat the, the whole episode, but something that's really important to me is meeting my clients where they're at. Everybody is different and not everybody will fit into the same box. So something I feel quite strongly about is that just because X, Y, and Z worked for me, I know that that doesn't mean that X, Y, and Z is going to work for someone else. And I have lots of clients with lots of different requirements and needs. And I will always, always try and meet them where they're at to best serve them. So with that being said, let's jump right in. So the first thing we do is talk about goals. Obviously, everyone comes to me with a goal. Um, And those goals are quite often different. They're not always the same. Some people come to me with fat loss goals. Some people want to just improve their overall general health and fitness. Some people come to me with muscle building goals. I've got a couple of clients at the moment, one who's training for a half marathon. I had another one who was training for a triathlon. So there are lots of different goals that people come to me with and over the course of people's time with me those goals will often change as well and the goalposts will move and that's absolutely fine and why it's really important to talk about these goals is because that is going to be the center of everything that we do and I actually did a post about this yesterday on my Instagram and TikTok but centering your goals in the, in the middle of everything you choose to do, all of your decisions and all of your actions, if you keep your goals at the very center of that, that will inevitably set you on the right path and keep you going in the right direction. And as well as that, we also have a chat and look at why the goals are important. What do they mean to you? What do you think they are going to improve in your life and why is it important for you to improve that thing in your life sometimes people have goals but they don't really know what the purpose behind those goals are or should be and when you have a goal that doesn't have any like purpose behind it it's so much harder to keep focused on that goal and keep moving towards it so it's really important for me to to help my clients discover if they don't already know what the purpose behind that goal is and keep that at the center of their focus. The second thing I do is to have a chat with them about what their current lifestyle looks like because this is really important because again, 
you can't just fit everyone into the same box and what someone might be able to realistically achieve in one week someone else won't because they've got different demands so you know do they have a job or do they even have more than one job do they have any children do they live on their own you know what does their life look like and what do they want their kind of life from an activity point of view to to look like do they want to do exercise sessions in a gym or would they rather do them from home how many days a week is realistic for them what is their basic level of activity like in terms of steps and what would be a realistic step count for them to get to so you hear a lot on the internet about people talking about you know 10,000 steps a day and that's kind of the gold standard and I have some clients that come to me who are already doing 10,000 plus steps a day and I have other clients that start with me who are doing maybe two or three thousand steps a day so setting them a target of 10,000 steps is quite a significant jump and isn't always realistic so again it's about meeting you as the client where you're at and working out what is achievable for you in the time that you've got with the resources that you've got we will always look at these things on a rolling ongoing basis and tweak anything that we need to so if you came to me with a really low step count and we tried to increase it maybe from 3,000 to 6,000. In a few weeks, we'd look at that, see how you're getting on. Well, we'd look at it every week on a week to week basis, but we'd kind of, I suppose, more formally review it in a few weeks because you always need a few weeks of data to give you a good idea of what's going on. But we'd look at it and if it needed tweaking, we could tweak it. And perhaps you might be at the point then when you where you felt like you could increase it. So all of these things we're always looking at, we're always able to tweak them, change them, progress them, regress them if we need to. There is not one kind of set thing for everybody, but looking at the client's lifestyle currently and how they want it to look is really important because it gives me a good idea of what's realistic and it gives the client a good idea of what they can achieve. And by allowing them to tell me, I want my life to look like X, Y, and Z in terms of activity, you know, that is going to increase their adherence to that and um, make it so much more achievable for them. The next thing I do is chat with the client about their relationship with food and what does that look like for them at the moment. Do they have a good relationship with food? Do they have a bad relationship with food? I do sometimes get clients that come to me who have really got their nutrition in check and that's not what they're looking for help with. But most of the clients that come to me are the people who are like I was for all of my 20s, serial yo-yo dieters, people who massively over-restrict, desperately, desperately trying to lose weight and then, because it's so unsustainable, fall off the quote-unquote wagon and then massively overeat. So it's about looking at where they are with their relationship with food first and foremost at the beginning because that is the only way we're going to be able to implement things to change and make a positive impact. If I just approached everybody 
from the same point it would it would be wildly unsuccessful because everybody has a different a slightly different relationship with food so it's again really important to take a client-centered approach and look at where they're currently at and where they want to be and again that looks slightly different for everybody for the majority of my clients I will set them a calorie target because that is going to be the best way in which they can achieve their goals while still having food freedom being able to go out, enjoy a social life, not have to cut any particular foods out of their diet, not have to over-restrict. Then for other clients, we can take a different approach if needed. Not everyone has to count calories. Counting calories is not the only way to lose weight. The only way in which you will burn excess body fat, get rid of your excess stored energy, is by being in an energy deficit. So consuming less energy than you're expending. But counting calories is not the only way to achieve that. It is a really useful tool for the majority of people. But for some people, it is not the right thing. And some people need a bit more of an intuitive approach where we don't just look at the numbers, but we look much more at the types of foods we're eating. So again, really important for me to know where you're at with your food, what you want your relationship with food to look like and where you want to go with it. And then we can work out what the best approach for you is. And for a lot of my clients, that might change in the course of their coaching. Lots of people will start with me and maybe we'll start with calorie counting. And after a period of time, because they've done it for a while, they know what certain portions of things look like, they become much more in tune with what they're eating, why they're eating it, how they're fueling their body, eventually they don't have to count calories anymore. And what I would say to everybody is that counting calories is definitely just a temporary tool to use. It is not the end focus it I don't want anyone to think oh I've got to count calories forever because that's boring but definitely in the beginning um it's a really useful tool and it's a tool that you can dip in and out of as well so the next thing that I like to talk about with my clients is their current relationship with the scales and how they feel about weighing themselves part of the coaching is looking at progress, looking at the progress we're making. And sometimes that means looking at data and things like scale weight, body measurements, photos. But not everybody needs to weigh themselves. If for someone weighing themselves is really traumatic, I would never get somebody to do it because it could potentially cause more harm than good. But for many people weighing themselves is something that they don't particularly like to do, but it's not necessarily traumatic. And something that I found along my journey was that by weighing myself every day and seeing the day-to-day fluctuations that come with scale weight, I actually desensitized myself from the scales and the emotion that I associated with the number of the scales was completely taken away. 
And that's, again, something that I feel quite strongly that I would love to be able to help other people with. Now, again, as I said, it's not the right thing for everybody. So having this conversation with my clients is really important. But your scale weight will change every day, regardless of fat loss or fat gain. In the short term, weight loss and fat loss are two different things. Over a longer period of time, yes, inevitably, as you lose fat, your weight will reduce because fat obviously weighs something. But in the short term, I mean, sometimes you're even talking like two weeks, your weight is not necessarily directly correlated to fat. So by having this discussion with my clients, I can work out with them what is going to be best in terms of collecting data and weighing themselves. Is this something that's going to help them and their relationship with what the scale says or is it something that's going to hinder them maybe does it run a bit deeper and perhaps I'm not the right person to help them with that part of their journey so yeah a really important conversation that I have with absolutely everybody and everyone has a different approach what I do not do is just get people to weigh once a week because that is a useless piece of data so generally my clients either weigh themselves every day or they weigh themselves not at all and we just don't take scale weight into account and then the other really important thing that I talk about with clients is how they feel they will best respond to me do they want me to be on their case with things do they want me to give them a bit more space do they respond well to a tough love approach or do they prefer a bit more of a gentle approach and I don't know if this maybe people might think sounds a bit odd because I'm the coach so I decide how I coach but actually like that's not my ethic at all Um, and I take with my coaching I take a lot of my skills that I use in midwifery and transfer them to my coaching because a lot of the things that you you need as a midwife you really you need as a, as a coach and a personal trainer as well you need compassion and you need understanding you need effective communication you need to be able to be emotionally intelligent so that you can support your clients in the right way so that they will respond as best they can to you and therefore get the best results so by having this conversation I can you know have this open dialect with my clients where they can say to me you know I don't respond well to things like that or this works really well for me and sometimes they don't know what will work well for them and that's absolutely fine in which case I will approach and coach them how I think is going to work best and if I need to tweak my approach over time then of course I will but having my client tell me I respond well to this I don't respond well to that is really really useful because again it enables me to meet them where they are at which I think is a key success in in coaching people and this is why I feel like a lot of these like diet groups and things don't work very well because it's a blanket approach and so the successes that people experience are really few and far between 
So yeah, it's super important for me to have this conversation with my client and work out how it is best that I approach their coaching. And if they don't know, that's fine. I will work it out myself. But if they have some idea and I can learn that from them, I really think that helps people to feel heard and valued and prioritized and helps people to see that this really is like a person-centered approach and it's not just a one-size-fits-all. So these are, yeah, the sort of five first things that I do, talking about goals, why they're important, how they're important, what they look like for that person, talking about the client's current lifestyle activity level, how we can best implement things for them, looking at their relationship with food, what that looks like for them, what they want it to look like, looking at their relationship with the scale, whether that's gonna be a useful tool or not, and how they feel about the approach that we take with the coaching and how we can best tweak it for them. And all of these things mean that each of my clients get a really person-centered, holistic approach to their coaching, which means that they will inevitably have better results and better outcomes. So if you think that I can help you at all, or if you would like any general advice or a little chit chat, please don't hesitate to contact me. You can get me on the social. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at coached underscore by underscore Claire. Claire has got no I in it. Uh, or you can visit my website, which is coachedbyclaire.co.uk with all the contact links on there. You can even WhatsApp me from there. And there is also the interest form that you can fill out if you want more information about my coaching or you want to apply for coaching with me. Um, and if you, yeah, just want some general advice, as I always say, please don't hesitate to slide into my DMs. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about why lots of people find it so hard to diet and to stick to diets in this current food environment that we live in. So come along for the listen. It's hopefully gonna be a really interesting one. Um, and if that's you, please don't feel worried. You're not alone. There are many, many people that struggle because of the current environment that we live in. Thank you so much for coming and listening. I appreciate your support more than you will ever know.